0: Very unfortunate timing today Mm -hmm. because I learned about one of uh, my favorite actors and and one of my um, best memories of working on Mass Day Lottery, Buddy Duress has passed away. You know, I took many measures earlier today to try and verify that this is legitimate because if you go online, there's nothing, there's nothing about this. Under his real name, Buddy Duress is a stage name, um there's nothing to be found there's no obituary it's very unusual but i have come into evidence um from his brother and friends and and things of that sort from people online as well that this is indeed the case and uh, when it comes to people like buddy or people like our dear friend kenny it's very hard to uh track these people down sometimes when they're living on the fringes and buddy was uh Complete character right out of the movies almost one for one with uh his best moments in many films that he starred in in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen eighteen and uh it was a it was a real surprise and pleasure to be able to get him for mass State lottery to play dual roles in mass state lottery and I will say there's a there's a certain um burden of responsibility now that I think I have his last performance, yeah so I I could make him look real fucking good in the movie,
1: but it is uh Well I've s- tragic. I've seen a couple of cuts and he's very good in it. Like he's it's a shame because he's very talented. It's just he just I guess couldn't get his shit clean. I mean, we we don't have to
0: go into detail about that or speculate on that, but uh it's it's really it's a damn shame. He was a very talented guy, very talented actor, and um just very entertaining as a person. So, I said it when I posted the, the thing on Instagram with his photo that, you know, he had a sort of raw authenticity in the movie. And that type of very energetic, uh, charismatic person is a rarity, not just like in the film world, but in, in the city these days. You know, you don't get that old New York swagger that was so prominent in the late 20th century anymore, really. So he was kind of a remnant of that. And uh, I don't know, man. It sucks. It fucking sucks. He had a lot of problems.
1: Do you think that the fact that he was in jail for so long is what kept him authentic?
0: Um, no, I, I, I think uh, it, that played a part clearly in establishing a lot of his identity but I don't think that's what made him. I'm sure, you know, if you go back in time, you meet a 12-year-old Buddy Duress or something. He's probably, you're going to see more shades of who he was as a man, um, you know, regardless. You know, I I don't think jail played that big of a part. But I'm sure it it really informed a lot of his um, character and decisions. Of course. How could it not? Especially when you spend so much time behind bars. That dude was coming in and out. Were you
1: able to get him for Omega Fish Court?
0: No, no. You know, I proposed the idea of having him in OFC, and we decided not to go that route and to try and get some new, fresh faces in the mix. And I'm not, there wasn't really even a role for him in there. But the past year, I'd say, was a lot of me trying to get in touch with him, but he'd Mm -hmm. jump phones, he'd jump locations. Sometimes he'd be in jail, sometimes he'd be out of jail. And uh, it was a very touch and go situation. If you ever heard from Buddy on the regular, um, you know you were probably honestly up to no good. You know, so um, you know it's 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 hard to kind of um, keep a consistent track and see what that kind of guy is up to because he's just on the move. He's everywhere. He's doing a lot of stuff, good and bad. So
1: right, early thirties, right? I'm assuming.
0: Uh, I think he was closer to your age. I think he was about 35, 36, 37. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have Austin, who is another actor from Mass State Lottery, hop in on this episode of Babang with us. Uh, Austin is, again, this is as far as I know, I don't think he had gotten up to any other acting since getting out of prison. I know for a while he was talking about doing a documentary with Stan still on head of uh, sewer city TV and that they had developed a little bit of a rapport. We're talking about doing something, but um, you know, shit happens and that fell through and, you know, getting him for different periods of time on mass state to play different characters. Even that was kind of uh, an uphill battle at times. I remember the day before his last day of shooting on the film, he told me, Oh yeah, I'm actually in the hospital right now. My girlfriend stabbed me in the thigh. I was like, Your girlfriend stabbed you in the thigh? And that was just like that would be your typical buddy the rest experience. So um Yeah. It's living a very gummo existence. I think living on the fringes is a maybe more polite way to put it, not a gummo existence. Okay. Well that's not
1: great. sounds very gummo to me where it's just like oh you know she just st- she's silly she stabbed me with a fork it's a monday you know just another stabby tuesday because i i don't know because i touch her ass or something you know that that sucks uh that sucks because he he was very talented um are we confirming it you were able to confirm it right yeah okay yeah uh he was obviously very talented and for what i've heard of him he was also a personality which is not what you can say about most actors nowadays and i think that's what that's probably what gave him his on-screen ability too the fact that he seemed to be so authentic as a Mm -hmm. person that that uh it came through the screen very natural very very normal very like not put on uh so even though, yeah, I've ne- I never met him or worked with him or was around, uh, the things that you've told me about him made him sound like a yeah like a very interesting person. Yeah, he was everything
0: you could have wanted to hope for when meeting that type of guy after seeing him in Good Time, Heaven Knows What, and you know, all, all the other indie flicks that he wound up doing. And then you think about the fact that I think he was originally going to play a character in Uncut Gems, and he had a role lined up in... Obviously, this movie's kind of whatever, but the Pete Davidson, King of Staten yeah. Island movie, like he, he had yeah. all these opportunities on his plate that got derailed because of um, living a life of crime, being a bank robber, going and robbing the uh, the bank in Astoria, and then going to prison for a couple of years for armed robbery.
1: Well, at least. Actually, I think it
0: was unarmed robbery, excuse me. I don't think he, he had a weapon on him. But he also suffered a, a pretty traumatic injury Getting away from the police. Like people and I I we talked about this actually. We have Austin hopping in here. Hey Austin, how are you doing? Um, hey
2: Laura Hey Hans. Good to see you guys.
0: Hello. Good to see you. Welcome. Uh this is a different show you haven't been on before. This show is called Babang. It's a sister program to movies. So this is your first appearance on here.
2: Oh, different show,
0: huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more just general, just talking. Um, I was just telling Hans a little bit about what happened when Buddy was fleeing from the the police after he robbed the bank. And and we were talking about this a little too on the episode we did on Good Time back in 2022. But a lot of people said to Buddy, especially when we were shooting um, Mass State, like, oh, you know, what happened sounds exactly like what happened in the movie. You robbed the bank Mm -hmm. and then you fell, which is like, that's the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. And Many people are unaware of the fact that they got a lot of the ideas from his prison diaries for that movie, Good Time. So there's certainly certainly some credit to be distributed there. But uh, yeah, Austin, you, I mean, almost, I think all of his scenes had you in them, minus maybe one, you know? You, you did most of the acting with him. You were uh, in three or four scenes with him playing your brother. Um, as far as i'm aware i think you're the last person to act with him on screen that's a pretty big deal i'd say so
2: yeah it's it's kind of surreal and uh weird yeah the whole thing is weird i have people yeah. blowing
0: up my phone like what the because there's there's nothing online anywhere about this there's nothing in print about it but uh it's it's the case
2: it's really kind of strange how it's all being handled so
0: uh from my understanding i don't i don't want to get too in the woods on it uh because i don't know what the family's comfortable with but uh this is not something that happened this month this this is something that happened back in november and uh, a lot of people don't know about it a lot of people are just completely um clueless to the fact that uh he's gone even if they're like friends of his it's very very inner circle but there was nothing um, published about his death, and that's strange. That's very strange. So I don't know. I hope we get some more information, um, aside from like what what's been gleaned already. And honestly, the dude in his very short career, he had such energy and talent. I keep saying that word energy, but it's true. Um, you know, he deserves to be commemorated for his work. You know, Criterion Channel literally like tweeted one minute after I was like, buddy was great. Da-da-da-da. They were like, check out good time on the Criterion Channel. It's like,
1: <laughs> I mean, perfect timing, but like nobody knows. I thought I I thought I read something about November because I've been looking for news too, and I thought I saw something in November, but oh uh there's a tweet from November 30th from a guy called Scott Galley on an A24 film group saying for fans of good time in here, it's with great sadness that I announced the passing of my good friend, buddy duress who starred opposite of Robert Pattinson, in that film and opposite of Kevin Landry Jones in heaven knows what. It's a guy called a guy called Scott Galley. Yeah. G A. Yeah. That's that's where a lot of the information has come out of.
0: Uh, He's apparently a close friend of buddy's, which was verified. And, um, I got a lot of secondhand evidence, like text conversations and whatnot, of um, that that confirm that. So it it all lined up.
1: Well, how, do you feel the pressure now? For- no, I don't. I not
0: really at this know. point. Like I was trying to figure out what to even say on Instagram and and all that. But uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like somebody close to his family or whatever has to like say something about it. You know, it's not. Right, that somebody that talented just get brushed under the rug and they're deaf Mm. that's my feeling yeah no i mean there's definitely
2: been actors of lesser talent and renown that you uh you hear about it there's like you know it's not a yeah it doesn't go unnoticed so it's it's very weird to me the first time uh i worked with buddy that was like i think it was like within a week of him getting out of rikers back in Twenty twenty. I
0: remember for the longest time it was very touch and go because I was writing him while he was in prison and I was like I think we might have buddy maybe we'll have buddy buddy stopped writing oh wait buddy's out of prison like it was just this abrupt thing he hit me up on New Year's Eve and he was like yo Jay it's buddy I'm out of prison you know let's link up it was like a whole year because I wrote the role in Mass State Lottery with him in mind I was like I gotta get this guy and then I find out, oh, he's actually locked up. He's going to be locked up for a while. It was a very hot and cold situation in the lead up where I was like, Austin, I think we got buddy. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, I remember that. It was like
2: there there was all that back and forth. And I mean, obviously, I was like super excited to you know meet him and uh, work with him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember he showed up. He was wearing like a was football jersey or something like that. Yeah, and I didn't know what to expect because, you know, he's obviously like this, you know, kind of tough dude, street urchin guy. Um, But he was like incredibly sensitive, uh, largely like soft-spoken. You know, he didn't really seem like he would like, you know, hurt a flea, that kind of guy. So that that was the first time uh working with him and like all those shots were just really fun and uh you know i remember he just had these like very sort of concise observations about life and different situations that were just yeah i mean i guess they were sort of beautiful in their own way
0: he took a while to i think ease into uh his sort of buddy dress personality that you would know from on screen, I, I feel like that was maybe brought out more by a larger crowd. Because I feel like when Buddy was acting um, as uh, your, your, I mean, just to spoil something here. So Buddy has two roles in Mass State Lottery. When he was playing your brother, I feel like he was a bit more reserved and uh, handled himself kind of uh, in, in this subdued manner. And then when we picked up with him later on, You know, it was more of the uh, uh, Buddy Duress persona. It was just like entertainment, you know, and uh, just like the life of the set.
2: Yeah, I think that was a contributing factor. And I mean, it was also like this is his first week out of prison.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing, too.
2: So he was definitely like still acclimating. Um, So he had, you know, the first day shooting, he definitely had like some. uh, Yeah, just nerves. He was more quiet, more uh, subdued. And then, you know, the, the second shoot we did, uh, yeah, that was more buddy.
0: Like, you know, as we know him. something that, uh, I didn't anticipate is how humble he was and how it was almost like second, like it, it didn't even occur to him that he was in this massive movie with Robert Pattinson. Like he didn't like conduct himself in that way. You it, it, like far from it, to the point yeah. where, like, you know, I remember, um, he was over at my place and he was, um, talking about, uh, building a dating profile, like, he wanted to get back on the market and shit, like that. And he was like, Yeah, yeah I guess I could, like, take a selfie or something. I could do, do this type of photo. I was like, Dude, you have like professional GQ modeling photos you can put up on your fucking Tinder. Um, like, yeah. it just wasn't in his head to be like, I should utilize my fame in that way. Yeah. It was just like, no. Oh, and, and th- the dichotomy of that, of I'm going to go live like street life, basically. I'm going to go do this and that. Oh, and then I guess like this weekend I can act in a movie. That sort of back and forth is just, I don't know, it's it's wild to me, you know, but that's how you get that type of unique individual.
1: Well, I think that's how you could tell that he's not like, he's like a person that's completely outside of. I guess the film world thing, because, uh, I've known some like entry-level actors whose head gets huge just because they play background on something or something like that. And, and it's funny when you hear them talk like they're, I don't know, top bill on something and they don't even have like a speaking role on whatever they're working, uh, on. And then, uh, it's impossible to talk to them just because their ego won't let them realize that they're, you know, not that important. An actor that's starting, uh, and with someone like him, where he's he's very recognizable, and and uh, he's been in a couple. I mean, obviously, he wasn't in this in this gigantic mainstream movie or whatever. But for people that live in that film world like we do, he's like a, a, a an interesting figure, I guess. For him to just be very regular and very whatever. I think it's, it makes him more more of a person than what you usually get from from actors that work or that, that appear on, on successful movies like, like he did.
0: That's something that is maybe one of the root-lacking um, elements with many actors these days. I think it was very prominent in the 70s and, and early 80s where people who might not enter that world of film were scooped up because of their authenticity and directors recognize, Oh, if you sprinkle that element in, it's really going to heighten what the artistic piece that you're working on is. And, uh, you know, he was a real deal. So there, you don't get that sort of New York flavor anymore in any real sense. So, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate.
2: You know, another story. <clears throat> so for that second shoot, it was me and, can't remember was it the pa that uh, we had we had to go pick him up right
0: oh yes yeah, yeah. um that was uh mike Oh, mike yeah so he was yeah. essentially the pa for that shoot yeah but he's worked it, as a special effects supervisor and assistant for uh spencer desmond of death curse for many years so
2: yeah <clears throat> so uh mike and i we you know we had to drive over to where he was was it Queens uh, and so we get there and you know Mike's a little bit nervous because he's like you know who is this dude and, uh you know we give him a call he comes out and like see buddy he's like Austin I'm like buddy you know he runs up gives me a hug uh you know we're in the car just you know talking about stuff and you know life and acting and uh he really had like this super deep love and appreciation for acting and like the art involved with it and he's like man if i could just be acting every day or if i could just be doing that for work like i'd be happy
0: after he had gotten out of prison this time around he had a harder time uh acclimating back into that film world whereas even though he was bouncing in and out of jail it seemed like he still had a pretty consistent stream of films that he was acting in while he was out, like, I know he was in Funny Pages, which came out in 2022. And that was a pretty small role. It was produced by the Safties. And that was probably the last thing that I had uh, noticed him in. And there was nothing updated on like IMDB that he was featured in. It's just been this project. So, uh, you know, why people didn't take more of an opportunity to try and scoop him up? I don't know. I think that probably relates more to his agent uh, dropping him when something happened. It was before. It was before the bank robbery in 2019, but they they dropped him for some reason. And like I said before, a guy like that is very hard to get a hold of. Now I was fortunate in that I I wrote Buddy, but then I found out Buddy actually only lives like 20 minutes from me. Buddy is a 15 minute walk, which was pretty mind blowing, pretty crazy. So. It it was a lot of good fortune and luck there. You know, I certainly did not take for granted my time uh, spent with him and getting to know him. Uh, There were plenty of interesting stories that he he had uh, just casually drop in the middle of conversation. Like I remember going over his house and uh, he kept calling the dog Buddy. I was like, Buddy's calling his dog Buddy. Like, is that just like, is he just like, hey, pal? I was like, hold on is your dog's name also buddy? he was like, oh, I actually took my name from the dog. So just things like that. Um, you would pick up from him and it, it was always a, a, a treat and a surprise and chaotic energy, chaotic good for the yeah. most part, you know, but uh, you know, had, you had to take, uh, you had to take the whole package of good with the bad with this guy. Like I know with Mike, mike who you were talking about hates driving around new york city he despises it It makes him so (laughs) uncomfortable and then you're you're bringing this new element in here and on the way out because you still had more acting to do um that's right yeah we were we were crashing at the film set and we were just like let's get the most out of this place you're going back to california we get a shoot let's just shoot everything we could possibly even potentially need i remember uh, you know mike it was his responsibility to drive buddy back and he was by himself i don't think spencer was with him or anything and mike is a very like shy kind of quiet guy so just the opposite of buddy and uh buddy tells him halfway he's like actually i gotta go to the bronx you mind drop me off in the <laughs> bronx we're in uh, hollis queens the bronx is like astoria where he was living before was already pretty far Thirty minutes 40 minutes the Bronx the Bronx is gonna be like an hour car ride and um, you know this isn't like great set conduct or anything but uh, buddy had taken one of the bottles of alcohol with him as well and uh, was downing it in the passenger seat I guess while Mike was driving him back and as soon as he got out of the car and again Mike's just randomly somewhere in the Bronx fucking buddy smashes the bottle on the curb and then says thank you in parts ways. And Mike is just like, what the fuck? What, what have I gotten myself into? So there's there's a lot of buddy stories, a lot I can't share on this podcast for some reasons, but um, uh, always always a very interesting time working with that guy.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. What to- <laughs> I know. Right, right. Yeah, never. I never met him, so I'm kind of like, yeah, he sounded. Just cool. make. You should just make I up know. a story. Yeah. Like, yeah, he loaned yeah, you oh. 600
0: bucks when oh. you needed it most. Can you weigh in here, Hans.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, he he looked cool in those photos with you guys. Like that's as much as I can contribute really. Hey, it looked like you guys had fun. Yeah, that sounds like something Buddy would do. Guy that I've never, I never met. You know.
2: I still want to see that one take, it was on the film camera that Spencer had of just me and Buddy just spitballing. Just improv.
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's still out there.
2: And I was so pissed we didn't have it on the digital, we only had it on the film.
0: Well, the thing about the, so Spencer had brought his, I think it was like a 16 millimeter, eight millimeter film camera and shot the same time that um, we were doing a lot of takes. Spencer was just like, can I just get a take and film? I was like, absolutely you can course the thing about that too though is also like it's a very noisy thing so it was like okay well we can't do it simultaneously yeah so uh we allowed that and spencer still has that somewhere that will that will turn up at some point i mean now would be a damn good time time. yeah Yeah. but i will admit like this this whole thing and like obviously the dude's life and everything is um paramount comes first it's it's made me certainly think like oh you know I joked about it at the beginning, like fuck, I have the last buddy duress performance. And now it's made me think, well, should I like throw more of him in the movie? And I talked to Jake Hanrahan about this. And he was like, no, just mm-hmm. handle that performance like you would if he was alive. And I think that's very good advice. But I do intend to share a lot of behind the scenes shit, like videos and things of that matter. Um, at some point because there, there, there's probably a lot of nuggets in there, there's a lot that exists in terms of media. I mean, right here on my wall, for example, I've had this up for like every episode of the podcast is it's me and Buddy at the end of that last day because it was just such a treat and he looks fucking terrifying and ridiculous here. If I can just pull this, because we put him, I watched, uh, I started researching this movie that was never released, but is actually going to be released this year, called The Day the Clown Cried. And I was so obsessed with this movie for a while. I was like, we're going to dress Buddy up like the clown in this movie. We've got a photo here. He tried he tried to take the makeup off his face with water, and it selectively came off. And he wound up leaving with basically a, a white beard from the clown grease paint and um, very heavy eyebrows. I mean, actually... His eyebrows were already very He's, thick yeah. as it was.
1: So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like he yeah, was he like, like, oh like hey,
0: ventri- am I gonna have time to get my eyebrows tweezed before the shoot? I was like, you tweeze your eyebrows.
1: It's got like ventriloquist doll eyebrows, very thick. Yeah. I think what I think what Jake said is right though. Like, don't like turn it into the buddy duress movie, you know, <laughs> just by adding more of him. But if you're able to just release like behind the scenes or special features or whatever with him in it, I think that would be more appreciated that if you turn it into, oh, now there's half an hour of whatever scene we can get with Buddy. And, no, you know? no, no. I,
0: listen, I, at the end of the day, the art piece of it, not to be uh, pretentious, it exists on its own, separate of any of us or our egos, you know? So, uh, no, of course. I mean, I it was, it was really a split-second thought of like, Well, fuck, this is it. Maybe not. Maybe there's like a secret movie out there. He acted. That would be cool. That would be surprising. Um, but no, um... no, I wouldn't.
1: I'd rather (laughs) have the last one. (laughs) No, no one else. No. Well, security camera footage doesn't count. I was speaking purely as a fan of Buddy Durez. I, like,
0: I've literally said before, like, I would love to see a hundred movies with that guy as like a main character or one of the main supporting characters. So, um, yeah it, i don't know it just sucks what can you really say about it
1: yeah i'm not good i'm not good. <laughs> no with you that, are not to anytime, begin with. anytime there's like In a this- serious
0: thing happening hans no. reverts to
1: well ah. you know what happens and my girlfriend complains about it all the time whenever there's something that's like real or serious i i try to think of like the most ridiculous joke i can make about it and it never makes anything better so i've learned to just not do that anymore yeah. So it's all just my instincts so just bouncing fighting around against each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, no, no, no. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I didn't meet the guy. So I don't know. There's not really a lot that I can say other than.
0: Well, lucky for you with the new 30 minutes of buddy duress footage, I'm going to CG <laughs> you into acting with him. It was yeah. me. Now it's going to be you. So um no. maybe with uh, sora ai no we're not gonna do that right.
1: we're not gonna do that remove um, 30 minutes of my performance to have hit more of him yeah
2: we're pretty much gonna like <laughs> replace every actor with the scenes that we have from him and just mm-hmm. replay that scene with every actor and that's gonna be the yeah that favorite. that'll be the movie now
0: yeah. that'll be the full 90 minutes of mass state so i mean uh, this would be a good opportunity for anyone to go check out buddy's filmography if they haven't before because he is a one-of-a-kind actor heaven knows what good time very underrated uh on the yeah. whole and he shines in those movies
2: it's like <clears throat> i mean like heaven knows what like that was his first right i think so i think yeah. so he was
1: in funny pages wasn't yeah he, he was in we funny pages as well yeah. not that was long that, ago was
2: that before? no that was after, that was well after
0: That was a 2022 release, but he had shot his scenes. See, Funny Pages, to my understanding, took many years to shoot. It was a four or five year production for Funny Pages. So you see him in that movie. And uh, he was a lot skinnier than when we were working with him on Mass State Lottery. So you can can tell that was before 2019 or so that they were shooting that.
2: Yeah, it was... With Heaven Knows What, it's just, you know, being his first movie, there's, like, a lot of little technical things that we kind of take for granted, like, as viewers, that, like, actors have to do, right? So, like, one example is, like, there's a scene, he gets, like, a a throwing star thrown and, like, stuck in his hand, right? And then, like, that's a pain impediment. It's like, well, how do you make that look real? Because, like, they didn't actually throw, like, a bunch of razor blades into his hand. But, like, he convincingly did that. It's like like that pain impediment. and there's all these like little technical things that usually take actors like quite a while to like rehearse practice and like get good with that he just does like right off the bat.
0: Good time is definitely the most fun performance for him, but I think heaven knows what's definitely the most grounded and um, maybe his best performance as an actor. Also, I wasn't a fan of this movie personally, but Flinch, he's very good in Flinch as well which had a hans favorite as the lead of that tom segura
1: i don't know i feel like uh State lottery was probably his best performance <laughs> I, I love how big of a company man you've been on this episode <laughs>
0: just making sure to promote at all costs um and i'm you know trying to
1: fucking promote i want to quit my job i just I just want to you know just uh, us uh safety brothers who who are they who cares You know what I'm saying?
0: So so true. So true. Well, here's another little (laughs) piece of trivia here for uh, Buddy's acting. He was uh, taught by Clark Middleton. Clark Middleton Mm -hmm. uh, is not a name you would probably recognize off the top of your head. But he was in Twin Peaks, The Return, and Snowpiercer. He's got a very distinct look. Hans, if you want to look this guy up real quick, um, that was his acting coach which is very unusual, but um, similar, very unique character here. Hans, what could you possibly be laughing about right now at a time like this? Do you have any Clark Middleton stories? That I you can don't. Share? I never met Clark Middleton. I don't know if I'd want to <laughs> okay. meet Clark Middleton personally.
1: Well, it's it's very difficult to you, utilize. No, what's the word? You, eulogize. You, Eulogy? You right. yeah. you, eulogize? I was, I was close. I mean, I'm talking about you guys. I didn't even spend any time with him, and I'm just like, oh well it sucks that someone died I don't know what to, I don't know what to say of about course. someone that I've never met but uh but yeah uh I'm ai am uh if I if I want to be selfish I'm glad that we got uh a, a performance for Masi Lari especially because I've seen a couple of cuts of it and he's very good in it it sucks that he wasn't able to get like his shit together and you know realize the opportunity that he had with his talent but I guess he wouldn't be the first one to do something like that, you know.
0: He was battling a couple of addictions, to my understanding, uh, or it certainly seemed like. And he when he initially had gotten out of uh prison, he had some weight on him, you know. It was a very distinct, healthy sort of look for him, which is not what people were used to with, with Buddy. Like I met him and I was like, What is I got that and I got a beard and I got glasses, and I was like who the fuck is this guy? But unfortunately he couldn't keep that up. It is um, deeply unfortunate at the end of the day. And uh, I feel grateful that we got to work with him. I think it's awesome that um, he took on the role and he was interested in the movie and that I got uh, to work with him as an actor and hang out with him uh, off the set as well and just pick his brain and get stories and uh I know you feel the same, Austin. It's very sad. It's very unfortunate to see that sort of caliber of talent just get washed.
2: It's sort of one of those things where, like, I don't know, it's like you just got this incredible sensitivity that when you meet him, like, you have to, it has to be, like, acknowledged because it's so, you know, in your face, like, vulnerable and unique. And so it's more about like the recognition of like that passing and uh i mean he lived in a big way that's not ordinary and uh you can't really even compare uh like let's say if me or jay made the same decisions that he did it's just not the same cuz like his frame of reference is it's it's different you know
0: i don't know i don't I really don't know what to say at this point to be honest with you it's a it's a weird vibe for the show, of course, because it's a sad and uh tragic instance i I will say someone just commented pig ladder on instagram asked was he vaxed mm. mm. <laughs> come on, I think we can yeah, probably closed i i think we can probably... i'm so
1: sorry i don't think i've been any helpful at all this but i'm just like i'm so i feel so uncomfortable because i yeah i never interacted with the guy and i'm kind of just like i don't i don't mean he's very talented he's very good in what you've recorded that's all i know from him so i'm kind of just kind of like you're... it sucks yeah, but you're,
2: you're okay Hans. Huh? yeah you're okay yeah.
1: I feel I feel like a little bit of responsibility <laughs> here where I'm just like, ah, well, I didn't mean him so no, funny. don't worry, you'll it's carry like the a, weight
0: when yeah. uh Jerry passes away from his bowel right. obstructions or whatever the hell yeah. he's got going on with him, so was it Chico yeah. Jerry Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a piece of his colon on my keychain after his <laughs> we'll expansion. wear it as a necklace yeah, just... We'll all get a yeah, piece yeah. of it in the mail. It'll be like uh the lucky <laughs> seven and it.
0: Be oh good. my God, yeah.
1: See, I can't make these jokes about buddy because I never met him. But I know Jerry wouldn't mind if I have a piece of an intestine in my keychain.
0: <laughs> no, Jerry's healthy these days, I think. Okay, I don't know.
1: He was, yeah.
0: he was uh, getting a lot of operations done on his intestines. But I think he's okay now. I think. Who knows? Yeah. Shout out Jerry and his intestines. Hope he's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, we can we can button things up on that note. Austin, I know this is kind of just like an impromptu, weird thing to hop on to, but I'm glad you did. And uh, I think it was good to have someone who acted with him in so yeah. many different scenes and, and worked with him and got to talk with him, uh, would also be able to get involved with this episode since obviously Hans is very yeah. third world.
1: Yeah, I think we would. it would be cool to have you again on um, B-Bank just so that we can chat without having a movie uh, in particular, like a, as a focus, uh, because I think you can give us a perspective from an, like an actor's perspective that we don't really think about because, I mean, I don't consider myself an actor and I'm sure Loris doesn't either, even though we've acted. Uh, but yeah, this one's a bit of an awkward one for me just because I'm kind of like, oh, well, yeah yeah
2: (laughs) no i mean i'd I'd like to you know come back and talk about happier things
0: yeah we'll definitely have you back on under better circumstances there's no question about it uh and it's been a minute since you were on movies and uh i think the the memory of movies is what was fucking cisco drunk or something and mouthing off that episode. fuck that guy
2: fuck him yeah. yeah i was i was so not ready to like deal
0: with that shit i'm like
2: what the fuck is this guy going on well, about i know like hey, well, his, his attitude like was too, right? let's let's
0: be real real yeah. quick his attitude was fucking 180 from like the humble nice guy on set when he was had to step up as well i'm the james dean expert
1: yeah it's like how sad is that too right like if you're uh, like trying to really trying to big wanna, dick uh, in a fucking
0: conversation like what is wrong with you dude yeah take it easy you don't have to be the guy
1: yeah, especially when you know the alpha is his ex-wife am i right oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> oh my god that was teasing we'll get you on to uh to talk shop and and get into a bunch of either entertainment stuff or acting stuff so that'll be
2: yeah yeah be awesome like that will be awesome I can talk about anything whatsoever. so ever i've been going on like a tarkovsky kick right now and nice
1: Lantimos, so Oh, I've been doing that a lot. I'm very lonely right now because my girlfriend is in the other side of the world for work. So I've been watching a lot of very like long, lonely man (laughs) movies. And I feel like Tarkovsky has like five of them. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he's
2: kind of the king of that. Incredible, incredible movies.
0: I got myself some tickets for an eight-hour movie called Our Hitler, a film from Germany. And I Mm. only found out right after purchasing... That my theater date, unfortunately, will not be available, so I'm going to see an eight-hour Hitler movie by myself in the theater.
1: Nice, yeah. From Kosher's,
0: <laughs> who'd who'd agree to to go on a date with you to an eight-hour
2: movie about <laughs> Hitler?
0: Said no, thank you. I'm going to California during that time. So, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, she she could get out here, visit, and come back before you're even- Before the movie's (laughs) out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We're going to wrap the show up on that note. And Austin, thank you again for hopping on. Again, such short notice, impromptu.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Anytime. And that's been the episode.